Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. My voice, my vocal cord, anoint them and use them as a vessel, as a vehicle to deliver your mind, your thoughts, but also to and also to impart your life into the heart of everyone listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'll start from Genesis chapter 28. Uh, probably familiar story to many of us who are conversant, but for some of us, I'll give you a little background story. So you have a man named Jacob who was the grandson of Abraham. Hopefully you know about Abraham, who have done something really, really, I'm sure he didn't know he was going to get that bad. He was like a freak. He was like, you just thought about something and you... It looked like a joke. It looked like, you know, funny. You know, let's trick my brother. The trick worked. Let's trick my dad. <laughs> the trick worked. And somehow he, he got into a very, very messy situation where he essentially stole his brother's birthright uh, by deceiving him or by manipulating him, rather. Uh, he exploited his weakness, his love for food, and he's, uh, and also exploited the weakness of his father because he wasn't seeing right. Maybe he was also not thinking right, <laughs> whatever was going on. So, and at this point, he had to run for his life because he heard that his brother was, who was not a very, very easy man, <laughs> was after his life. What a family. I mean, I, I can't even imagine how dysfunctional the family was, this family is. But now he's running from his life. But don't forget, Jacob was really a child of promise. He had a promise over his life uh, from birth. Uh, the promise came from his father. The promise actually came from his grandfather, Abraham, who received a covenant and a promise from the Lord. That was passed down to his own father, Isaac, right? Jacob's father. And from Isaac, the Lord determined that Jacob was going to be the carrier, the heir of the promise of God. So he carried a promise, and the Lord does not withdraw his promise, right? His uh, gift, uh, they are not without, they are, they are without repentance, rather. So the Lord, he has a word in, upon his life. He has a promise upon his life. And I believe I'm speaking to so many people with promises over their lives. I'm speaking to people who have, there's a promise, there's a word, there's a purpose over your life. You might be like Jacob, maybe run you away. You might be like Jacob. You've made a lot of mistakes <clears throat> in life. So, so he's running away here and he's obviously praying. 
obviously really, really, he found himself in a situation he never thought of. You know, this thing just kept getting worse and worse. So he left and he was running to his uncle called Laban, uh, who, was, who lives in Aaron. And the Bible says he reached a certain place and he stopped at night. You know, the sun had set and he just uh, wanted to rest after a long day journey or walking or on a horse or however he was traveling. He put his head on, the, on a stone to sleep and he had a dream. He had an amazing dream. In this dream, he saw, he saw a stairway between heaven and earth. And, and he saw angels ascending and descending. And he saw God at the end of the stairway. You know, the Lord stood and began to speak to him. And the Lord reminded him, the Lord confirmed to him that he has still a promise over his life. The Lord confirmed to him that the word that was over his grandfather and his father is going to cause it to come to pass. And the Lord told him that through his life, you know, the whole earth will be blessed. You know, the Lord confirmed that. What, a, what, a, what an experience. So he woke up from his sleep and he he thought to himself, wow, surely the Lord is here. And I'm reading Genesis 28, verse 16 now. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. So what he perceived was this, there is a nearness to God here. Something, this place is the gate of heaven. This place, this, this particular place I found myself is closer to heaven. Now, he named the place, he put a sign on it, you know, so that that name will be, in that place, you know, will be known for that. Now, it wasn't really about a place, if you really understand. It was about God, you know, wanting to really come near to him. All right? And that concept, what he experienced in the Old Testament for especially, is described as he experienced an open heaven. He experienced an open heaven. An open heaven is a nearness to heaven. All right? It is when there is a nearness of heaven to earth. Now, it is not necessarily a physical nearness, all right? Because there's no place on earth that is physically closer to heaven. But it is really more of a clear path. There was such a clearness in the heavenlies, in the spirit, that all of a sudden makes this place where we are closer to heaven. Hallelujah. And that concept recalls quite often when you read especially the Old Testament. For example, in Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1, Ezekiel begins his prophetic ministry and he said in my 
thirtieth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the Kibar River, the heavens were open, and I saw visions of God. Now, all of a sudden, there was a nearness to heaven. There was an open door. There was a pathway. All right? A lot of times, even though we might have heaven wanting to do a lot of things to us, right? I think on, on Thursday, I was talking about alignment. It is when we are aligned with what is going on in heaven, all right? There might be a big pipe from heaven with all these things in the mind of God, all these blessings, his purposes, his agenda for us, you know, flowing. Sometimes our pipe is misaligned, right? And we need flanges. We need things to really hook it together so that it can come. But in the spirit, a lot of times there are a lot of things in between us and God. And they are spiritual in a lot of ways, which I'm going to show you a few of them. They are spiritual. They are things that really in the spirit interfere between us and God, between the realm we operate and the realm of God. There are so many things in the spirit that can really interfere and delay and hinder and confuse, all right? Even though God is speaking, there is no nearness because it is so cloudy, right? It's about, it's like in the physical, when it's so cloudy, you're not able to see past the sky, all right? Because the cloud is so thick, there's a lot of things going on there, or there's a lot of emission of, you know, Maybe pollution, all kinds of things that can really block our ability to see beyond the cloud. In the spirit, there is also a cloud like that. And that is why, you know, prophets of old will really understand this concept. We always describe what happened to them as an open heaven. An open heaven always follow a season of prayer. A season of prayer where... Somehow there is clarity. You know, somehow there is, you know, it's like, it's like something ward off all those activities going on. So all of a sudden there is an openness. And what is happening on, in heaven can all of a sudden touch us, right? And there is a nearness between us and God. So Ezekiel experienced that. After a series of prayer, he said the heavens were open. And what began to happen? Visions of God. Now, God was always trying to transmit that vision. That's what I believe. That God was always trying to transmit, but there was such a cloudiness. The spiritual atmosphere was too busy. There was a, there was a lot of interferences going on in the spirit, preventing as in heaven, so on earth to happen. You see, that is really God's strategy, as in heaven, so on earth. So when we align, what is going on in heaven can really begin to happen in our lives. Our life can really begin to reflect the mind of God. Our life can really begin to reflect 
the purpose of God. Praise the name of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 64, Isaiah really said the same thing, but he said it in a prayer form. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a prophetic prayer, you would call that, or a prophetic intercession. When he prayed, oh, that you will rend the heavens and come down. Here is, this is a cry for God to tear the heavens. Now, it's not to tear the heaven of God. God's heaven doesn't, it's to, the heavens he's talking about is the space. You know, there's, there's levels of heavens, right? He's, he's saying God should tear it open. You know, so he's, he's praying God, tear the, tear the heaven, rend the heavens so that what is going on there can come down. So that there can be rain, rain of blessing, rain of favor. What God has in store can come to us. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, also in the Old Testament, one of the ways curses operate in people's life is through a close heaven. It will always be described as heaven is close. You see that in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 23. Deuteronomy 28 is a book of both blessing and curses, right? And one of the curses that he said, that the Lord said for the children of Israel, for disobeying, he said, and your heavens which are over you, over your head, shall be bronze. And the earth which is under you shall be iron. You know, over your head. So everyone has an heaven over their head. Every one of us. And he said, your heaven, you know, that is, that's a curse that the Lord is placing for disobedience. That your heaven shall be like bronze. That is, it's close. It's like a meta, right? You know, so no matter what is being dropped, that is the, that is the imagery of that. You know, when you have a close heaven, you know, what happened? You're not able to receive it. And one thing about close heaven, close heaven can be over one person and everybody around them can have open heaven. And that's why people receive from God, the person is not able to receive. People are blessed, the person is not because the blessing is not being dropped, it's because there is a close heaven over an individual. Hallelujah. So there's a lot of activities going on, like I said, all on top of us, between us and God, that if we understand them, then you understand what I'm talking about. And the book of Ephesians kind of says quite a bit about that. For example, in Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 describes our life. Uh, it was describing our life before salvation. Uh, if you start from verse 1 in Ephesians chapter 2, he said, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. So, you know, it was not, you know, when we, when we think we were just living life, no, we were following, there are rulers in the air. The word air is also the word heaven. All right? You see, life, our life can be controlled, you know, by these spiritual forces. 
above us. All right? It said, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. There, in a way, a lot of people are spirit controlled, but not just the spirit of God. Right? He said, that used to be our life. That used to be how we lived. We lived under a, 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 a heaven control by the spirit of disobedience, the kingdom of the air, the ruler of the kingdom of the air. So there are rulers of the kingdom of the air that control people's life, sometimes control territory, sometimes control regions, sometimes control places, and they occupy that place, that heavenly space on top of people, you know, that can determine their destiny, determine their, what is going on in their life, determine their choices, determine what happens there. You know, that's what the scripture is saying here. When you go to further to chapter 6 of the same Ephesians, you, the Bible says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. I want you to understand that. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You see that? So that's, you see, when we contend, when we fight spiritual battles, you know, part of the reason why we pray and fast when we do these things is it's not because, you know, we, you know God needs them. God never changes. God is God. God is not moved by our fasting, you know, but the rulers of the darkness are moved by our fasting um, and prayer and spiritual warfare. Yes. So our struggle is not against people. It's not against God. It's not about I'm twisting God. The reason why we sometimes need serious intercession, we need a season of focus, dedicated fasting and prayer, spiritual warfare over our lives, especially when we have challenges. A lot of times when we have delays, when we have challenges, when we have patterns of things happening in our lives, when we feel we're under a siege, it is not because the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, right? It's not because God is not dropping. God is constantly dropping. It's not because God is not blessing. God is constantly blessing. A lot of times, there are rulers. There are authorities. There are powers of this dark world. And there are, you know, there are spiritual forces in the heavenly realm that we must take on to be able to bring, out the, bring down the blessing of God over our lives. Praise the name of Jesus. We see this picture in the life of Daniel in a very dramatic way. But that happens every time in our lives. It happens every time. So in Daniel chapter 10, you see Daniel began to pray and fast, begin to seek for deliverance of Israel, began to seek for divine intervention, began to seek for God's divine intervention 
in the affair of the nation, began to seek the voice of God because for years God hadn't spoken. People were in captivity, people were suffering, and it looked like God was not there. It looked like God was, nobody was hearing God, nobody knew what God had to say. Now Daniel was, was not a prophet per se, he became a prophet. He was just an ordinary boy who just wanted to honor God, wanted to dedicate his life, and he entered into a season of prayer. One thing we knew about Daniel, he was a prayer warrior, right? He prayed morning, night, and, and evening. He, he dedicated his time to prayer. That means he took on those power. Anytime you dedicate yourself to a season of prayer and fasting, you're taking on some forces. So Daniel did that, and he, 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 he did what is called the Daniel fast. That is popularized. It's called Daniel fast. That means he ate, you know, just vegetables or whatever for, you know, for 21 days, you know, no real food. And he was praying and fasting and seeking the face of the Lord. And an angel appeared to him on the 21st day. And he said to me in verse 12, let's read verse 12. And he said, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God. Humbling yourself is a way he was describing fasting here. That's how a lot of time they describe fasting in the Bible. Fasting is self-humbling. All right. He said, from the very first day that you began to seek the face of God to understand what is going on. And you began to humble yourself before your God. He said, your words were heard, right? God heard it. It wasn't God's problem. It wasn't God not hearing. And it wasn't even God not responding. All right? He said, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. May God respond to your words. May the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. May the Lord hear you when you call in the mighty name of Jesus. And one thing is we are assured of God hearing us because we pray through Christ Jesus. All right? So we have a, you know, like uh, it's like you have some of those, you know, back door to see celebrities behind the stage, right? The security can get you through. You have the pass. You can get there, right? He said, you, we can get to God through Christ Jesus. That's what Jesus did for us. He gave us a, a shortcut to God. Gave us a pass. That pass is called being born again, right? Salvation. Amen. But he said here, your words were heard and I have come because of your words. Verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. I mean, this is angel coming from heaven, you know, and you, you remember we talked about these rulers. You see, he said prince. Ephesians 6.12 gives us the breakdown that there are rulers, you know, in the spiritual world. There are authorities. So this, this spirit that the angel contended with was a spirit that was ruling over Persia. 
So it wasn't like a particular, it was just named after an area, the territory. It was, you know, the Bible. So there's power, they, are, they, are, they, they rule over places. And he said, the, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Wow. Now, generally, Gabriel was the angel that will deliver messages, all right? Angel Gabriel was the one that came to Mary. It's usually the messenger is the one that goes. Michael was a warrior, was the warrior angel. When there's a war, that Michael shows up. So, Gabriel thought it was a joke. He thought he could avoid this, you know, just outrun this prince of Persia. It looked like it wasn't working. I mean, first day, second day. I mean, now he was coming with a message. He was coming with a visitation. He was coming with blessing. And these forces, right, spiritual wickedness, you know, you know just, just wouldn't let him go. This is happening in the heavenlies. These are, this takes spiritual eyes to understand, right? And I hope you understand. Amen. I pray you understand in Jesus' name. So, and he said, for 21 days. And he said, I had to radio heaven. All right? I had to radio heaven to send me Michael. Michael is the warrior angel. Hallelujah. Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there. With the kings of Persia. So he was actually held. You know, he was held hostage. But something was going on here. Daniel kept praying. Sometimes we don't get victory because we stop praying. You know, we don't get victory because we stop. We don't get breakthrough because, you know, we just give up. Now, Daniel was not aware of this, and a lot of times we are unaware of the power of our prayer. I feel like many times we don't know. You know, I'm praying that the Lord will open our eyes. We're not aware of the power of our prayer, of our intercession, because now Daniel is there in, on earth. He's praying, he's, he's going before God, he's doing what he needed to do. In the heavenlies, there was a war going on. Someone has been held hostage. Someone is radioing the heaven. And Micah shows up. Micah was able to fight and was able to rescue Gabriel. And in verse 14, now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. So, and the angel began to unwrap the blessings from heaven, the gift, the mind of God to this young man called Daniel. So there is a lot of things in the heavenlies that really we must understand. And part of the reason why we must fast and pray is to keep our heavens open, is to ensure it is clear. That's why Every believer must have seasons of fasting and prayer. 
I mean, don't just rely on the church calling fasting and prayer. You know, corporate fasting and prayer is great because a church also has a heaven on top of it, right? That's why we do this fasting and prayer every once in a while because we want to keep our heaven open. But we want to open more than our heaven. We want to open the heaven of our region. We want to open the heaven of the United States of America. All right? We want breakthroughs to happen, you know. One thing about open heaven, there is easy communication. All right? When there's open heaven, what happened? Even Jacob, that was on the wrong road, saw a vision. He said, one thing about open heaven, in a place, even people you don't think of begin to experience God. Even on, on, on as people that should not, we encounter God. People, everyone, when there's an open heaven, and I'm praying there will be an open heaven in our church, in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm praying that we will experience open heaven, that people will encounter God here, people will encounter God everywhere. There is, you know, we're gathering, we're meeting, we're talking, we're doing things. There will be such a release of heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm also praying for an open heaven over your life. That before you call, God is answering. That everything that is standing between you and your blessing, I declare and decree there shall be an open heaven. There will be a clearing. The Lord will send his angels to clear the way. The Lord will send Michael to ward off every demonic activities overing over your life. Stopping God's blessing, stopping the movement of heaven towards you. In the mighty name of Jesus. God has given us a spiritual weapon, a spiritual secret. And that secret is fasting and prayer. So Jesus said something that was powerful. He said, when they told him his disciples were not fasting, he said, no, they're going to fast because the time is coming. Now, don't, they don't need to worry. But I will be gone, and they will need to stand on my behalf. You know why they didn't need to fast? Jesus was doing the fasting for them. Right? While he was here, physically he was doing all the fasting. So he kept the heaven open. All right? Kept the heaven open. Now, Jesus is gone now. He, gives, he has given us that responsibility to keep our heaven open, but also to keep the heaven around us open. We, we have an awesome responsibility. So you have a responsibility to yourself to keep your heaven open. So please don't neglect fasting and prayer. And don't think it's, I only fast when the church calls for fast. No. You must regularly have a time when you fast and pray. Because that is a spiritual tool the Lord has given to you to keep your heaven open. Hallelujah. So part of the reason why we do this exercise is to really Ensure our heaven is open. Now I'm going to read Matthew chapter 17. Just to uh, confirm, uh, at least to further support what I'm talking about. Matthew 17. Matthew 17 is a story. Jesus was on the mountain here. Jesus actually went to the mountain with uh, two of the disciples. And they came down. And they saw 
The other disciples trying to cast out demon and they were not able to. There was a possessed young boy that was brought to them. And the young boy, I mean, the disciples were praying for this, trying to cast out the demon. They couldn't cast out the demon. Jesus shows up in the scene and Jesus, was, Jesus cast out the demon. And the disciples came to Jesus and they're like, what happened? How come we couldn't do it? And Jesus said to them in verse 20, all right, so if you want to read the full context, you can read probably the old chapter. Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So Jesus gave them the basic. Then he went to the advance in verse 21. He said, however, this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. All right? This kind is this kind of demon. Now, the reason why Jesus said that, and the reason why the disciples were so surprised was because, you see, they've, cast out, they've casted out demons before. So it wasn't the first time they encountered a demonic situation where they were able to just stand and cast out the demon. They were able to cast out demons many times before this time. Now, but this time, so they were shocked. So they've taken it for granted that, you know, I mean, we cast out demons. What we do, we go, we cast it out. Now, this time, they spent hours. They were exhausted. They were not able to cast out the demon. So Jesus said, you know, your faith is a problem. If you have faith, you can do anything. I've taught you about faith. But, you know, there's something I'm yet to teach you. It's about fasting. All right? So let me teach you that. And Jesus is such a great teacher. He will wait for situation to really teach you. How many of us know that situation can teach us better than any teacher can do? Right? All right? Situations in life, they, are, they, they happen so we learn. They open our eyes. You can hear about something over and over again. Over and over, until you are confronted, you don't learn. So they were confronted with the situation, and Jesus said, you know, one thing I've not told you is there are different kinds of demons. You see? There are law-abiding demons, and there are stubborn demons. There are demons that will just listen to you when you speak. There are demons that will resist. And those demons... They need you to be able to really, really confront those demons. You need some fasting and prayer in your life. And fasting and prayer enhances your faith. Fasting and prayer, you know, enhances what is going on in the spirit. Fasting and prayer focuses your energy, your mind, your spirit, soul, and body. Fasting and prayer brings a different kind of alignment. Is an alignment within us. It's an alignment of our spirit, soul, and body. Because it's not just the alignment with God that we need to worry about. It's also the alignment within us. A lot of times, our spirit, soul, and body are not in alignment. We have flesh, right? We have this mind, the soul, right? We have the spirit. They're supposed to walk in alignment. They're supposed to be one. They're supposed to really be in sync. But they are not always in sync. The body always want to go its way, right? 
The spirit always want to go the way of God, right? The body always want to go the way of the flesh, right? The body wants to sleep when the spirit wants to play, 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 pray, right? And that's why it is said in the scripture, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Isn't that the story of all of us? The flesh is weak in the sense that the flesh wants to go the wrong way. All right? The flesh is rebellious. And so also can be our soul, our mind, our will, our emotion can really ruin, you know, you know, you know, get the best of us. Right? So a lot of times for us to really to be able to operate in the utmost spiritual power, there has to be an alignment between our spirit, our soul, and our body. All right? They're not always aligned. The more aligned they are, the more powerful we are in the spirit. The more powerful in the heavenly realm, the more powerful we can be now. Fasting is one of the disciplines. It's not the only discipline, but it's actually one of the primary disciplines that helps us to become aligned in the spirit and to make us able to be able to confront, right, principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, and for them to respond to us. Praise the name of Jesus. We all must confront them, even not for others, for you. They are standing between you and your destiny. They are standing between you and your purpose. They are not individual people. Some people make a mistake. They think they are just individual people. Yes, they may use individual people. That's a way of distracting you, right? They might get into A to try and, you know, to try and just, you know, do whatever to you. But you think it's Mr. A. It's not Mr. A. Because that same spirit can leave Mr. A and go to Mrs. C and continue to operate. And that is why wise Christians recognize we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Your enemy is not your boss. Your enemy is not your father-in-law or mother-in-law or your friend. That's not your enemy. Your enemies are spiritual. All right? And you must confront them in the spiritual realm. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is the essence of fasting and prayer. To create an open heaven. To open up our heaven. And to allow God's blessing to freely move between heaven and your earth. I'd like us to just pray. If you can rise up here, I think that would be awesome. And everyone listening, no matter where you are, just rise up and be in sync, be in alignment with us and lift up your hands and just pray in the spirit if you can. Just pray in the spirit if you can. You know, when you pray in the spirit, you are loading up the heaven. You are releasing power into the heaven. You are releasing power. You are releasing missiles right? Spiritual missiles into the heaven. You're clearing up, you're creating a pathway, you know, for God, a release of God's blessing, God's favor over your life. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Can you lift the music up a little bit? Just, just, just raise it up. 
Hallelujah. Can I have Jabari there too, just, just to have it? Just while we just pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit. Just do it. Just do it. Just release it. Just release it. Just release it. Just imagine you clearing up your heaven and lift up your voice and just pray in the Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Can you just raise it up, raise it up, baby, raise it up, raise it up, raise it up. Shembrelia. Shall I'm talking to you to just raise it up. Masse pro santa. Melelebo so prededebo so prededebo. Masse pro santaria. Lord, we break through to heaven this morning. Masse prededebo so prodia. Lord, I clear up the heavens in the name of Jesus. We ward off every demonic activities, every demonic oppression, every demonic delay in the name of Jesus to my blessing, to my favor. In the name of Jesus, I declare an open heaven over my life, over my marriage, over my ministry, over my finances. What is happening in heaven must become a reality in my life. In heaven, I know there is no sickness, there is no disease. In heaven, there is no sickness, there is no disease, there is no delay. In heaven, there is no lack. Anything that is in your life that is not according to heaven, there is something hanging in the hair. God is releasing the blessing. We must clear up the heaven. Father, we declare the heaven clear. In the name of Jesus, every prince, principalities operating over my heaven, delaying the release. I command you in the name of Jesus, you have no place there. I need some warriors we can pray. The heavens need some warriors we can pray. Yes, remember the struggle is not against flesh and blood. There's a struggle. There's a struggle over your destiny. There's a struggle over your purpose. There's a fight. You must release. You must release. There's something going on here. There's something going on in the spirit over a number of people here. Lord, we release. We release. We ward off in the name of Jesus. Every demonic activity, we declare an open heaven. We declare an open heaven. Blessing must come. Blessing must flow. In the name of Jesus, let there be a release. Let there be a release. Merien se prosotori andala la ba 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 don't stop. Keep pressing. Don't stop. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in understanding. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in understanding. <laughs> 
Pray in the spirit, pray in understanding. Yes, as it is in heaven, so must be your experience. As it is in heaven, so must be your experience. Yes, Lord, so must be my finances. There's no lack in heaven. There must be no lack in your life. There's no sorrow in heaven. There must be no sorrow in your life. There's no chaos in heaven. There can be chaos in your marriage. No, that's not the will of God. There's no sickness in heaven. There can be no sickness in your life. That's not the will of God. It is not the will of God that you live in depression, that you live in oppression. It is not the will of God that you live without direction. It is not the will of God. Heaven is releasing it. We must clear the heaven. God is releasing it. We must ward off every power. We come against you in the name of Jesus. God is looking for people like Daniel who won't stop. Who will say no. They will not take no for an answer. I am not taking no for an answer. I will stand until I experience God's purpose for my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Something is going on in the spirit. There's a shift. There's a clearing. There's a clearing. I saw like tunnels of clear path on people's head just going to heaven. There's something going on in the spirit. There's something. There's a clarity. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we declare breakthroughs. Breakthroughs in finances. Breakthroughs in marriages. The number of marriages listening to me going through turmoil. There will be a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. The enemy has caused confusion, misunderstanding. You can't understand each other. You can't get each other. That is not the will of God. There is a tunnel between your marriage and heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we release peace, unity, agreement, power in the name of Jesus over your businesses, over your ministries, over your life, over your finances, over your future. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Can we give him praise? Can we give him praise? Let's give him glory. Let's honor him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Before I go, if you are listening to me, you've not accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. There is no guarantee of open heaven without Jesus. Jesus is the one that gives us the guarantee, that gives us the power, that gives us the authority to confront the devil, to confront the enemy. It is at the name of Jesus that we can speak. And I want you to be the under that covering. I want you to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you're listening to me and you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I like to be under God's open heaven. I like you to put your hands on your chest as I lead you in prayer. And I want you to say, Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I thank you because you went to the cross so that I might become near to God. 
and I invite you into my life today. I confess my sin of disobedience and ignoring you. And I lo- and Lord, I just ask that you forgive me, cleanse me, wash me by your blood, accept me into your family. Thank you because you've answered my prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. If you pray that prayer with me, may God bless you. Congratulations. I'd like you to fill our form. The link will be displayed on the screen. All right. And it will be on your platform. You can click it and fill that form and let us know so we can contact you. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God make his face to shine upon you. May God watch over you. And this is your year of divine alignment. In Jesus' name. Amen.